Um, so, um, my name's Jo, as um, uh, you've just heard, and together with my husband Mike, who's down here at the front, we have the privilege of leading the South Shield site of Life Vineyard Church, which is a real joy and um, an honour. Um, and today, we're going to be continuing the series on Inside Out, so looking at the inner states of our hearts and allowing the Holy Spirit to bring healing and restoration and transformation at the deepest level. And I don't know about you, but I found this series really helpful in just taking time to stop and to think about how is our relationship with Jesus really doing underneath the surface when no one else is looking or can really see what's really going on inside. If our internal lives aren't fully surrendered to God, um, our external lives won't be a true reflection of our worship and our love for him. And even though they might look the same, unless our actions result out of an overflow of God's inner work in us, we'll eventually hit burnout and resentment, bitterness, by trying to make things work in our own strength rather than in his. So far, we've looked at inner surrender, inner worship, inner depth, inner prayer, and inner joy. And so today, we're going to be looking at inner peace. And I know, you know, as Lisa said, as we were worshipping, this isn't always an easy topic. And peace, you know, might seem very, very far away right now um, in terms of what you're going through. Um, but I just really encourage you to press in and to just ask the Holy Spirit what it is he wants to um, say to you and um, do within you this morning. So all of these themes of... Um, kind of the inner surrender, inner worship, inner depth, they all kind of stem from one another and um, inner peace is the same as well. You know, they all, there'll be things that come up today which you will have heard from other talks as well because they all kind of link in, um, which is very well designed, isn't it, uh, for a sermon series. Um, so let me just pray for this morning and yeah. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we just invite you into our hearts this morning. We give you access to all those things that we um, try and put barriers up or um, hide behind or um, just find hard to give you access to. Lord, we ask that today, Lord, um, you would come and do a work in us, that where there are things in our lives that we are feeling far from peaceful in, Lord, that you would teach us and show us how we can have access to that peace from you. So Holy Spirit, just give us um, hearts to receive and ears to hear from you this morning, I pray. Amen. So before we look at how we get this inner peace, we need to understand what it is. In the Bible, the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Philippian church, describes the peace of God as something which transcends or surpasses all understanding. In other words, it's a peace that just doesn't make any human sense that goes beyond our understanding and comprehension. He says that it's this peace of God which has enabled him to learn to be content no matter what the situation. He says, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secrets of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Now the peace of God is having peace when the circumstances around us should say otherwise. Where our emotions um, 
are settled and calm rather than being pent up in like anger or jealousy or worry, of our minds being relaxed and not running at a million miles an hour or overthinking every possible scenario. It's living out Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. It's being content in each and every situation, especially in circumstances we cannot control. Now, I love to be in control. It gives me a sense of safety, of security, and a sense of peace about what's going to happen next. When I'm not in control, well, that's when my anxiety levels increase, my imagination goes into overdrive, and I play out the worst possible scenario in my mind. In fact, often my imagination is far worse than the actual worst-case scenario will ever be. But God's peace comes right into that. It's a deeper, more secure kind of peace than anything I can control or create. And actually, it's more freeing. It liberates me from having to be in control of everything to feel okay, as I learn to trust God instead. It's no longer about me, but it's all about him. And that's a much healthier and happier place to be. So what does it look like in reality to have this peace from God? Well, firstly, I think we can experience it in a moment. Um, so we can experience it, and I've experienced it as I've been prayed for, as people have laid their hands on my shoulder, as we've prayed together and invited the Holy Spirit to come and bring peace to my heart and my mind. And in those instances, I can often feel a sense of calm and of love and of the nearness of God and his peace. But I've also felt and experienced a more lasting peace from God as well in certain situations that I've gone through in my life. And this has been a training process and something which I've had to learn and isn't always easy and I still don't always get right. But as I've learned to trust God in the midst of these situations, I've found an incredible and lasting sense of peace. It doesn't mean, like I say, that I don't ever worry or have questions or wish circumstances were different. But it does mean that I'm learning how to gain this peace and become more content in the situations I find myself in. I'm just going to share a few examples of what that looks like for me and has looked like. So one example um, is of experiencing God's peace was after I'd been to a women's conference at church, I guess similar to Beloved that we had here last week. And God spoke to me about the fact that he was enough for me. I was in my early 30s and had been praying for a husband, but nothing seemed to be happening. It was after the conference that I felt God had spoken to me, and I surrendered my desire for a husband to God. And just as I did that, I just had this real peace from him, and I knew that Jesus' love was enough for me, that even if I never got married, I'd have enough, I'd have everything I needed in him. And I know that that's easier to say and to believe in the moment, than it is to live out day by day. But it was a genuine peace that came through that surrender. I've also experienced God's peace when I was changing jobs, moving from a well-paid role in a global consultancy firm with great career prospects to taking up a role in a charity. I was at church one Sunday, and just before I started the job, I felt this knot in my stomach at the realization of what I'd done and the impact of taking a significant pay cut. But God spoke to me so gently. He reminded me that the money I have is a gift from him, no matter how much I have. That when I was earning a lot, that was a gift to be used, to be enjoyed, and to be generous with. But never to be taken for granted, assumed, or a right. It's not my money, it's his. 
and he will provide. And I had a real peace about that, and I trusted God in that. Um, and that was like, a, whole, no, a whole other story, but like amazing how God just was in that situation with me. Um, <coughs> and then the final story I want to share is something which um, I'm sure some of you here will resonate with and will find hard. Um, but I do feel like it's important to share. Um, so in 2011, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovaries, which meant that my chances of conceiving and becoming pregnant were massively reduced. At the time, I was 28, and I found it hard to really understand what the impact of this would mean on my life. However, the following Sunday, I was visiting a different church to my own, and somebody had a word of knowledge around female reproductive organs, um, which was really unusual that it would be shared in church, but I just, as she shared it, I knew that that was for me. And I didn't know if God had healed me in that moment as I got prayer. But what I did know, which almost was more powerful for me, was that God saw me, he knew my situation, and he was with me in it. And that made a huge difference and gave me such a deep sense of his peace. And then fast forward several years, and Mike and I um, began to see the gynecologist as we were unable to conceive. And as hard as that was, what was amazing during that time was that I was told I no longer had polycystic ovaries. Um, and I was then diagnosed with hyperactive thyroid. And then just as I was about to start medication, the doctor told me that my bloods had reversed and I was fine and didn't need to take it. So everything that was physically wrong with me, God had healed. Um, and I had real peace that whatever the outcome, whether we conceive children or not, that he was at work and that he was in control. And I was assured of my identity and my purpose in Jesus regardless. In the midst of challenging circumstances that we had absolutely no control over, I knew the peace of God and I knew I could trust him in it, whatever happened. So how do we get this peace from God? When the world and our lives and our minds are in turmoil, how do we get this inner peace? As the cost of living increases, as war continues to rage, as political leadership seems to be in chaos, how do we gain God's peace, that peace that surpasses understanding that just doesn't make sense? On a more personal level, perhaps us, you know, we or our loved ones are experiencing a health crisis, maybe we've lost a job, maybe we're looking to buy a house. Firstly, it's important to say that this inner peace, this peace from the Holy Spirit, from God, is not a case of learning to unfeel things or to empty our minds of thoughts. Rather, it's learning to trust him with our circumstances, to trust and surrender our situations to him. To choose to believe that God is good and that he will be with us in our circumstances and that he loves us unconditionally and unchangingly, and I don't know if that's a word, but I'd put it in anyway. <laughs> um, and I love what Ke Kerry pre preached on this same topic over in Marley Hill last week, and I love what she said. When the trouble of the world comes, our first response, it might be fear. We might try and take control and try and do things for ourselves, or maybe we turn to unhealthy coping mechanisms. But when we remember to press into the gift of peace from God, it's right there, ready for us, ready to push back the fear. The more we do that, the quicker it starts to happen. When trouble comes, which it will, the sooner we remember the peace that is waiting for us from God and press into that, the better. And then eventually, when trouble comes, we'll turn straight to God's peace. It will be the first thing we remember to do. And we'll be those people that just have peace, peace that doesn't make sense. 
So this is something that we need to learn. So how do we learn it? Well, there's four ways I want us to look at this morning, um, which give us clues on how to learn to receive this inner peace from God. And to help us, they're all going to start with the letter P. Um, so we've got four. We've got um, presence. So we need to remember that peace isn't something we strive for, but are given by God. We need to pray. We need to learn to come before Jesus with our concerns in prayer. We need to prepare. We need to learn to be grounded in the truths of Scripture. And we need to praise. We need to learn to cultivate a heart and posture of worship and thankfulness. And just on that point, like Lisa, what you were saying um, as we were worshipping earlier, but like, you know, sometimes we don't have the words, do we, to, to say and, and to sing and to pray. But just coming, I found just listening to worship music is so helpful sometimes when we can't, we can't kind of get those words ourselves. Um, so thank you for what you, what you were sharing um, earlier. Um, and, you know, it's through all of these things, the praise and the prayer and the presence, as you see this whole series coming together. So first of all, presence. And while I am going to share some tools on how we can kind of access more of God's peace, we need to learn that that peace in itself isn't something that we create. Rather, it's peace that is given by God through the presence of his Holy Spirit. In John 14, as Jesus tries to explain to his disciples on the night he's going to be arrested, that he's going to be leaving them, he tells them that he's going to send an advocate to them. He says, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus is explaining that when he goes to be with the Father, they will experience trouble and hardship and difficulties, but not to worry, as they will have the Holy Spirit with them, teaching them and guiding them. It's through the Holy Spirit that Jesus will give them and leave with them his peace. And he does so not in expectation of anything in return, but simply because he wants to. He knows they need it. And you know, that same Holy Spirit um, is given to all believers across all time and geography. So he's given to us today too. It's the very presence of God himself that brings us peace. And fundamentally what Jesus is saying is that this peace that he gives, it's not man's making. It's not something we muster up or an ability that we learn to train our brains to forget what's going on. But rather it's the spirit of God himself, the all-powerful the all-compassionate one who is our peace. Secondly, we pray. And prayer really is just a conversation with Jesus. And we need to learn to come before him and be okay with bringing our concerns and our worries and things that are going on to him in prayer. He knows it all anyway. And when we feel overwhelmed and unsure of what to pray or even how to pray, I've found it helpful to pray in tongues and um, if you're able to do that I'd really encourage you to spend more time just praying in tongues and that's essentially just like a spiritual heavenly language that we're given by the Holy Spirit to speak spirit to spirit with God. In um, Romans 8 Paul says in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans 
And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And you know, if you don't speak in tongues, that's fine. We're still called to pray. In 1 Peter 5, we're told to cast all your anxiety onto him, that's Jesus, because he cares for you. And we see this time and time again in the Psalms. I love the Psalms for this, that David is our example of just pouring out our concerns and our worries to God. Um, That gives me such freedom that I can do the same thing. Sometimes it's helpful to imagine yourself speaking to Jesus, uh, maybe on the cross or at the cross, maybe in his resurrected body, but just kind of telling him all the things that are on your mind and actually kind of handing them over to him one by one so that he can carry those burdens for you instead. So firstly, we encounter God's presence. Secondly, we pray. Thirdly, we prepare. We need to learn to read God's word ahead of time as well as in the moment. This will help us ground us and remind us of the truths of who God is and that we can trust him completely whatever our circumstances. When COVID first hit, I had lots of questions, as I'm sure all of you did as well. Um, I was scared. I was uncertain. I felt such a lack of control over what was unfolding around the world, within the UK, within my own workplace, and our neighborhood. And there were lots of verses that I turned to, to meditate on, and to root me and ground me in the truths of who God is in those first few months. One that I spent a lot of time in, meditating on and unpacking, was Psalm 46. To me, it felt so relatable and relevant. When the world is in turmoil, when the very foundations of our society and all that we hold on to is being shaken, we can find peace in the city of God, in the kingdom of God. And this is echoed again in Psalm 23, which declares, The Lord has prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That is, you know, whatever might be tormenting us or attacking us at any particular moment, physically, financially, emotionally, mentally. But note that the psalm doesn't say the Lord will come and remove me from my enemies or the Lord will come and destroy my enemies. Instead, he meets us in the circumstances. He invites us to stop, to sit down with him, to feast with him and to enjoy his presence, even when it doesn't make sense to do so. The Lord is my shepherd, says the psalm. He restores my soul. One of the most common phrases in the Bible, if not perhaps the most common one, is do not fear. And I don't think God is saying this in an exacerbated way, kind of expecting us to just muster up peace and calm and do not fear, um, kind of hide our feelings away from him. But I believe instead it's a call and an encouragement for us to trust him and a promise that we can and that we don't need to live in that place of fear. And my go-to passages on this topic is from Matthew 6, 25 to 34, um, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
Now, I found it's worth having, in terms of this kind of idea of preparation, having a list of verses as kind of go-to places to root yourself in the truth in the moments when you feel kind of out of control or you don't have that peace. And I've prepared a little printout of verses, which I think the welcome team, Joe's going to hand around, um, which you're very welcome to take home with you um, and reflect on um, just God's truth of his peace in our chaos. And perhaps as you look at these, just ask the Holy Spirit to cement these truths in your hearts as you meditate on them. Perhaps there'll be one that just stands out to you. You can memorize it and keep it close to hand. I've... um, I sometimes, well, I do, I've written out some verses which, for me, um, are really helpful in this kind of thing that I've sellotaped onto my keyboard at work. Um, So in the moment of kind of working, I'm just reminded of um, the truths of of God. Um, I've also put one onto the screensaver of my phone, so every time I go and look at my phone, which is probably a whole other talk of why I shouldn't be doing that too often, but um, every time I look at my phone, there's a verse on there. It's just ways that you can kind of try and um, remember these verses and kind of cement them into our hearts. So we encounter God's presence, we pray, we prepare, and fourthly, we learn to praise him despite our situations. We learn to turn our hearts to a posture of thanksgiving and worship that's not dependent on our circumstances or feelings, but out of a deep appreciation, adoration, and wonder of Jesus. We might not always feel like we've got things to be thankful for. We might not always feel like we can sing um, the words that are on the screen. But when we start from a place of thanking God for his love for us, for dying for us, for giving us breath in our lungs it starts to change our perspective. For me, I love to get out in creation. I love to go for a run along the coast or a walk up a hill. And in these moments, I can praise God for the beauty of his creation. As our perspective shifts, we find ourselves rejoicing in Jesus and experiencing his peace. Paul writes in Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. He says again in 1 Thessalonians 5, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So cultivating this kind of attitude and posture is really helpful. And I challenge you to just try and find one thing each day to give thanks to God for. And perhaps you can start a page in your journal, and over time you'll have a record of things that you can be um, rejoicing in and thankful for. And I know that as we've kind of gone through all of these things, you know, these are just tools and ideas and ways to kind of help us engage with God in this. Um, And I recognize that there'll be people here who are feeling right in the minute and in in that situation of not having peace. And this isn't to say you do all these things and you get peace. Um, But this is about us kind of over time, um, being able to cultivate that, that kind of posture before God 
and access more of those things. And if you are feeling right in the middle of situations where you just feel you have not got peace at the minute and you're feeling like, how do I get that? I would just love to be able to pray with you at the end of this service as well, like, and just ask God to come and, um, and just meet you in those situations as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just don't want you to go home feeling like this is just a, a list of things that haven't worked and you've done these before. These are things to help us to um, in, our, in our journey, really, and I just acknowledge that situations aren't always as straightforward as that. So as we close, and perhaps the band can just come up and we can um, sing one more song, um, we've looked at how we can experience more of God's peace, more of, what, of his peace that he's got to offer us. And I hope that these tools... It um, will help you, like Paul, to learn, like I say, to access that peace which is freely given to us. To remember that it's not our work, it's God's. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. To remember to bring before him in prayer the things that concern us. If they concern us, they concern him. And he's the one who is powerful to act and to meet us in them. To remember to prepare, to allow the truth of scripture to take root in our hearts and our minds so we can call on, um, call on them in moments of difficulty and fight back the advances and lies of the enemy. And finally, to remember to praise God for who he is and what he's done for us. And like I say, if, you're, if there is something that's particularly troubling you at the moment or is trying to steal your peace... We'd love to be able to just pray with one another. And if that is you, as we start to, um, why don't we all, if we're able to, why don't we all stand? And for those of you who are feeling like you'd love prayer this morning and love to just um, know the Holy Spirit with you in all that you're going through, then I'd encourage you to just put out your hand. Um, and for those that, that don't feel in that place, those that um, would be happy to pray for others. You know, this in the vineyard, we say everybody gets to play. And it's not just about me being able to pray for people, but all of us get to pray. Um, and we'd encourage men to pray with men and women to pray with women. But if you notice somebody around you has got your hand, their hands open, why don't you just go and place a hand on their shoulder? They don't need to share everything that's going on. And you just need to invite the Holy Spirit to come and to bring his peace into that situation. And if you're not praying, perhaps while the band sing, uh, sing one final song, we can, you can either sing and join in that song, or you can kind of reflect on those verses that have come round, and maybe just ask God if there's one that he wants to highlight to you and speak to you through this morning. So I'm just going to pray, and then, um, yeah, I'd encourage you to just, if you want prayer, Hold out your hands and people will come round and, and gather round and pray for you. So Holy Spirit, I thank you for all that you are. I thank you, Jesus, that when you rose again, you sent your Holy Spirit to us that we might experience and have your peace. I thank you that your peace doesn't have to make sense. I thank you that even when we're not removed from our situations, Jesus, you are there, right there with us in the midst of them. Lord, that you never leave us and you never forsake us. You never let us go. And Jesus, I just pray that for everybody here, for all of us who are feeling that sense of being far from peace 